Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. What's going on, everybody? Eric Lindquist at Stochastic here on the Odd Chopper channel coming to you with another edition. Hopefully these links, likes, and likes. Hit that like button, subscribe button, notification bell. Goes a long way for me on this video. Goes a long way for you. That way you become a prize whenever great content is going live here at a little neck of the YouTube woods. Um, I don't even know what to say about the Jokic ejection. I'm sure that burned a lot of people. I didn't have him on the card for anything specifically. I had him in a ton of DFS lineups. I know a lot of you are members at Stochastic as well as Odd Shopper. And, you know, from a fantasy perspective, that was a stone cold disaster for me. So uh, it doesn't really matter how good my betting night goes. I'm going to lose money on the day. So that sucks right from the get go. But hopefully a couple of these bets can come through. Ended up on Derek Lively over eight and a half points. I mean, the guy was an absolute monster for us at the PRA number there. Ended up on the over of his rebounds, his points. Uh, didn't end up betting the double-double because it went from, what, 430 to 220 today. You got to be careful with some of these sensitive price jumps. And obviously, if you can guarantee the same roll from two nights ago, that'd be great. But thought the points were still a little bit low, so took it. Hopefully, we can get there. Anthony Davis going completely ballistic there. They're just entering the fourth quarter as we started recording. But you're looking forward to Wednesday. We had five games here uh, on Tuesday. We're going to be waiting on that under that we ended up locking. So pop, lock, and lock it, or whatever I say. And then, of course, we've got nine here on tap. Nine games, nine, 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 going here for Wednesday. Going to be an awesome one. We'll talk about BetMGM. We'll talk about Odd Chopper, because again, $20 to $15. Not just the Discord, but also all of the tools that I use every single day, Monday through Friday, and also Sunday, because obviously Sunday at the NFL and everything else. It's fantastic. You, you should get it at the link below and use promo code lindy when you do 20 percent off but producer jacob we got lots to get to here on this show and i'm tilted about Jokic. like i'm sure a lot of you are so without further ado let's get to the picks we begin our boarding walk with the 76ers and the detroit pistons the detroit pistons looking at history the record is 26 well, i think they're at 20 now they've lost a lot of basketball games in a row it's gotten ridiculous and obviously they get the return of lord bojan who well we were very trepidatious with the other day which is good these are good things to be obviously you smash the first two get 22 and 22 thought about shorting him there against indy because well you were looking at 20 again and he ends up putting up just 17 there they lose 131 123 there at home they're hosting a much better basketball team in Philadelphia here. And yeah, I know the Pacers, we love Halliburton. We love everything there. This Philly team is firing on all cylinders. They're blowing everybody out already. Joel Embiid confirmed very good. What? 146-101. He was playing child. It was child's play. 34-11-6 in just 30 minutes against Washington. No good. No good for... Uh, well, for Washington, really good for Joel Embiid. Atlanta, Washington, you just go through these box scores. He had the 50 spot against Washington there two games previous to it. I mean, ridiculous run that we're looking at here. He's averaging 33 and a half, 11 and a half, six and a half. You could give a better MVP discussion for Joel Embiid this year than you could against Jokic last year, which I find to be ironic. Should speak to just how good both of them are, if we're being honest. I said Jokic should have won three in a row, but still, I have no problem with it. I get it. Joel Embiid had a really nice year. It's just that 
mean, I think this year has been better. So this is going to be a fun one to pay attention to. I guess if uh, Jokic keeps getting ejected, he'll definitely win MVP, right? Anyway, Philly 15-7 and seven against the spread. Detroit, not that. Not that at all. In fact, there's one thing that I'm kind of looking at here because I don't think 11 on the road. I thought about intertwining with it. Obviously, I'm a little bit trepidatious considering we got Aiton and Brogdon ruled out. Double-digit spread. The Clippers played terrible, only winning by five against Portland the other night. I hate how much of that game I watched because it was horrible basketball. Some guys knocked down some shots, but like maybe play some defense. Portland is not good. That was embarrassing to only win by five if you're the Clippers. We'll see how they play here against Sacramento. I hope they keep playing bad. That'd be great. That under would look really, really nice. But as I look at the board here, Kate Cunningham under 21 and a half points. That's too many considering this has massive blowout potential. Philadelphia, not exactly going out and running and gunning every single time out this season. Yeah, Tyrese Maxey, he can get the pace up from time to time. And they are 13th in pace out of 30 NBA teams, 100.1 possessions per 48 minutes. But the main thing, how do you have this be the number with Bojan in the lineup? 22 points per game Kate Cunningham's averaging. They're getting healthier, and there's tons of blowout potential. All of the injuries for Detroit are in the front court. Marvin Bagley and Jalen Duran. So, like, in terms of usage, that doesn't affect this whatsoever. I find 20 and a half to be way too few as well. And now there's 21 and a half lingering in the zone. Like, get in the zone. Auto zone. 21 and a half. We're taking the under. Thumbs up. Yay. Continuing on our merry way. The Pellies, the Washington, the aforementioned Washington Wizards. Talked about them a little bit here. It's wild to see them having so many double-digit spread games, and yet they're pretty neutral against the spread. I find that to always be fascinating. You're still making money betting against Washington just ever so slightly. You're basically break-even, though. And the Pelicans on the other side, 14-9-1. They've been darlings here, but this is one of those spots, and maybe I need to introduce something else. I've done, like, lean likes or likes locks, but I don't know how to really categorize what i'm looking at here because i want to bet this i think i would fire this blindly on the pelican side even with this zion news but i don't want to put that yet on the card because i want you to wait i need like a stopwatch or i need something sitting there because i think this number moves in a really decent way here and i assume zion williamson who's questionable and everybody's talking about how when Stephen a smith talking about he's going to eat through a table or whatever in new orleans weird stuff is he an aardvark is he a what are we talking about here Stephen a but zion williamson it, mainstream media doing their thing but zion williamson here he is questionable i'm going to be paying attention to it it's a left ankle sprain though why would you play him against washington you can go win a basketball game against washington and i mean your implied odds based on the books are still pretty good so you have much better than a two to one chance of winning this basketball game if you're new orleans 66 70 percent expected win probability it's going to be north of that. So, like, we're looking at a spot where New Orleans doesn't need to push Zion if that ankle is actually bugging him. And, well, their conditioning apparently bugs them about him. So, that's cool. But with Zion out, if or if he ends up being out, I want to make sure that's corrected there. You got Daniel Gafford on the other side who's questionable. And this one actually matters to me because did anybody else watch Mike Muscala try to guard Joel Embiid? It's like a tall white stick trying to guard the black i mean he's zeus joel Embiid is a god amongst men mike muscala what that was embarrassing bro like well he, he wasn't gonna do anything nobody can guard joel Embiid anyway he's absolutely insane but like that was especially embarrassing here and daniel gafford going up against jonas valanchunas that's a big body thotty out there a little bit and 
Well, Danilo Gallinari, Anthony Gill. What are they going to do with the five against Jonas Valanciunas here in this spot? The answer is you're not going to do anything. You're probably going to try to up the variance and knock down shots and try to bring him out to the perimeter and get him off the floor. Because otherwise, even in 30 minutes, he could just eviscerate this basketball team. I'm not the biggest Jonas Valanciunas stand because there are times that he's very appropriate. There's times that he's not. And again, Minnesota, he fits that matchup perfectly considering the three big rotation that they have. Ends up playing 35 minutes in those spots. Doesn't exactly fit it going up against the Lakers with a stretch five like Anthony Davis, who will go out and knock down shots and then is a great defender. Only 23 minutes in a spot like that. And with Larry Nance on the shelf, well, Jonas Valanciunas is going to be on the floor more than likely here a lot. And I think this is a matchup he just smashes. So here you go, friends. Wait and see. New Orleans minus seven and a half. I know there was a lot to talk about here. <gasps> Producer Jacob, I love you. There it is. It's a lean. It's a wait and see. If Zion gets ruled out, this number is going to drop inside of seven and a half. And I think you want to bet it then. I know Zion matters, but like, I just kind of want the better number. I'm selfish like that. The Charlotte Hornets, the Miami Heat going up here next. And uh, well, it's still the Terry Rozier show here trying to do everything for this basketball team on the Charlotte side of things. No LaMelo Ball, no Frank Nielakina. Frankie Smokes missed that guy. He was always fun. But Mark Williams... He is doubtful yet again here. That means you're running into that Nick Richards rotation. And, well, they're going to kind of need him here. We got to start talking about Eric Spolstra here as a coach of the year candidate if Miami just does this every single year. I know he has no chance of winning because Miami, they, like, sneak into the playoffs, and it's all based on your regular season. But then they run to the NBA Finals. And again, this year, this is a team that's been decimated by injuries at times, like Jimmy Butler sat out more than his fair share of games. They have Haywood Highsmith, who's been a major rotation player, a starter for this team at many times. He's been out. Tyler Hero got dinged up really early in this season, has played a grand total of one, two, three, four, five, six, uh, seven, eight games that he has played and appeared in this entire season. And Bam Adebayo, he's now an elf on the shelf, been out since November 30th. So like Eric Spolstra, the fact that this team is eight point favorites at home, I mean, sure, part of that is because of Charlotte on the other side. But their record overall this season uh, just kind of surprises me to see them at 13 and 10 coming off of last season. I thought they were major regression candidates, but hey, Spo gonna Spo. They're also gonna have to run into like a harder strength of schedule at some point in time. They're 24th in strength of schedule so far out of the 30 teams in the NBA. That'll regress as they start playing some of these better teams. But Charlotte, they don't fall into that category, friends. But they do add some pace. They do add some pace. I don't know if I'm willing to be taking 224 and a half here. I doubt it gets moved down. So this is kind of like a, we'll see how many other props show up on the card. And if this stays around 224 and a half, maybe I pull the trigger for a half unit and just entertain myself. Are you not entertained? I always love sending that in the Discord. If you sign up for the Discord, you'll know. You know, let's talk about that. Let's just say 224 and a half here, leaning on the over here. Miami, they don't like pace at all. But they can knock down shots in Charlotte. They're going to bring it here a little bit in terms of pace. So, yeah, let's talk about Odd Chopper. Friends, $14.95 for the week right now. We're talking a $5 decrease for the Discord alone was $20 here until recent weeks. And now $14.95 for the weekly. But it isn't just the Discord you're getting. You're not just getting access to me and my bets, seeing exactly what I'm betting, exactly when I bet it. But you're getting it from every analyst as well as the holy grail of sports betting, the OS premium tools. Here's what you get. 
you get the positive EV tool, which shows you the best bets on the board across multiple sports books in just about every freaking sport you could possibly care about. Yes, there are soccer bets from time to time that show up at the top of it, tennis bets that show up at the top, college football with the bowl games going on, with everything else. You can see with the market-based approach where sharp sports books might be different than some of these weaker sports books that we can then take advantage of, find opportunities to bet and make ourselves some money. You're getting that in addition to the Parlay Builder and in addition to the Fantasy Optimizer. All of this comes to you for a grand total of $14.95 a week, under 50 bucks here for a month. Ridiculous stuff. Plus, when you use promo code LINDY, 20% off. Look at that beautiful man. Get your expert picks, get your Discord, get your premium tools and all in one package here at Odd Shopper. Happy to be bringing that to you. Back to the picks we go, my friends. Oh, everybody wants to hate on Dennis Schroeder, huh? Everybody wants to hate on Dennis Schroeder. You all want to take me out. I, I, I grab the paddle like it's, you know, just 1995. I don't know. It's like authoritative. Nobody gets spankings anymore, but you you wanted to spank me. You, you wanted to spank me over this. And not in a kinky, fun way. No, 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 no. You wanted to say Dennis Schroeder sucks all the time. You know what? I backed off a little bit. I understand. We got to be sensitive to the situation. Charlotte doesn't get there for us in 30 minutes. And, you know, it is what it is. Didn't bet him against Miami, so that doesn't count. The next spot didn't count. Didn't bet that one. Only bet him one of the last four games. But should have bet him against the Knicks. There's a spot where Emmanuel quickly got ruled out, who can be a positive defender for that basketball team. And then you're adding Josh Hart. Somebody who's undersized there to be guarding a point guard who ends up having some of it. Quentin Grimes has been playing better off the bench. But either way, Dennis Schroeder puts up 20 and 10 and a double-double and absolutely smashes in a losing effort against the Knicks. I'm not going to bet Dennis Schroeder. I just wanted to vent a little bit. I understand. Here's the thing. Things change. Numbers change. Books get to change numbers based on new information, just like we get to change our opinions about things based on new information. I didn't think Dennis Schroeder was actually a good bet against the Knicks. It's more of just pointing out that Having opinions about players from time to time. Yeah, I've got my favorites. I have my favorite numbers on a roulette wheel. Red 19, 23, black 33, black 4, and the zeros. Like, it's pretty simple. It's a pretty simple approach. I know a lot of you serial killers love to bet 22 and 17. We'll never understand those people. I know there's the Kobe people out there, 8 and 24. Bless your heart. I'm just saying. You got favorite numbers. You got favorite players. We got favorite everything in life. Favorite foods, favorite colors. It is what it is. But at the end of the day... When it comes to sports betting, you have to be sensitive to the new lines that are put together. And this is something that's just absolutely insane. Atlanta, 5-17 and 17 against the spread. Toronto, 10-12-1. I didn't know Atlanta was that bad against the spread, but here we are. That doesn't apply to what I'm talking about. But what applies to what I'm talking about is I'm not going to bet Dennis Schroeder because the numbers have been inflated yet again here in this spot. You're Better off taking unders, probably, on Dennis Schroeder going up against Atlanta, which isn't something I'm going to do because it's where the players play and they ride on them things like every day, except for we're in Toronto. We're playing this game in Toronto. I feel like I'm losing my mind in the aftermath of this Jokic thing. Didn't even bet him. Just every share of DFS, it seems like 62%. Not that anybody cares about that. Here we are, Atlanta. You know what they bring to the table. Absolutely nothing defensively in the, the form of Trey Young, for sure. He can go get you a bucket. How about Bogdan Bogdanovich? The other Bogdanovich in the law firm, 40 spot, goes out, hits 10 threes in a losing effort against Denver. Not fun to hit 10 threes in a game and lose. Can't imagine that that's a fun feeling for somebody, but I don't know. 
It's a nice way to get paid. I also met him and his girlfriend. He's got a beautiful girlfriend. Met him in Miami one time. Clubbing. It was fun. I'm a young kid too. I can kick it with friends. I'm going to bet Toronto minus two, mainly because I'm looking at this against the spread absolute madness. And Toronto, they play some good defense. Can we just have the can we have the good version of Scotty Barnes show up? That that's all that I ask. I'd also kind of prefer DeAndre Hunter. Doesn't play basketball here, that's for sure. Saw Chris Boucher was questionable. I didn't even know he was playing minutes again here for this basketball team until recent days, but is what it is, friends. Pretty simple play, minus two. Moving on, another half unit. We only have a couple of likes on this card. We only have one lock coming up at the very, very end, but we've got spots like this that is just another spot where I'm kind of waiting for the dust to settle on information, and also I want to be able to shop the single-game parlay market. FanDuel, BetMGM. Bet 365 if you're in the correct state for it. DraftKings. Everybody's got their version of a single game parlay. And sometimes, now I know FanDuel's gotten better about this, but sometimes when you piece in the pieces together, like 10 plus points, 10 plus rebounds, and you just find double doubles at lower prices than what's actually listed, or sorry, better prices than what's actually listed. So for instance, let's say you have a Rudy Gobert minus 150. Sometimes when you take 10 rebounds, 10 points over on FanDuel, It'll pay out minus 125. Well, obviously, I'm going to build out the single game parlay version if I'm going to combine it with a money line. And we've been doing pretty well there with the Rudy Gobert streets. That's where I'm kind of looking at here with an Alperin Shangoon dart. This is something that I'm at least eyeing. I want to get the final numbers, want to be able to, to grade out the VIG. We actually have some guys that are doing that in the premium Discord. I really enjoy the discussions on it, really enjoy everybody breaking things down more in depth rather than just the, hey, I like this guy, let's bet this guy, or oh, he's on fire, we're going to bet him. Because again, that's not predictive. And I know a lot of you don't want to hear just all the analytics. I love ball. I can have ball takes. I can watch dudes play basketball and say, this guy passes the eye test. This guy doesn't. And then there's dudes who just get by on volume. There's always a middle balance here when it comes to betting. It's kind of what makes it fun. But at the end of the day, data wins over any long period of time. Otherwise, these sports books would just like eyeball it themselves. And they're not doing that. Let me tell you, they're not doing it. We've got to find our edges in different ways. So Alperin Shangoon, this Houston team takes on Memphis. And obviously, I'm not a huge fan of the six and a half or seven on either side of this, which is why I'm kind of entertaining this idea of trying to lower what my price of entry is to back Houston in a low variance spot with a game that, well, one, should have some defense in it specifically from the Houston side where they're fifth in adjusted defensive rating 111.4. I mean, that is absurd. That's the points allowed per 100 possessions adjusted for strength of schedule. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. But they're an 11 and 9 basketball team in Memphis, 6 and 16. They've been just messing around with their starting unit like crazy. Bismack Biombo falls out of it, ends up just making way for our guy Derek Lively to eat them alive. I did rather enjoy that, that is for sure. But at the end of the day, friends, the end of the day, the clock ticks life away, and it's so unreal. Didn't look out below. Watch the time go right out the window. As Alperin Shangoon, he didn't even know. He was not going to waste it all to watch us go bet on him. So let's do it. M. Shinoda, good people. Alperin Shangoon, double-double plus Houston money line. We like it. We love it. We want some more of it, but it's a lean because I want to shop for the best number, and these numbers aren't up everywhere yet. Whenever I get a tweet or a text from producer Jacob, one, I feel special because sometimes I don't know if he likes me or not. 
We work together. We're co-workers. We've shared a beverage or two. And by a beverage or two, I mean a smoothie in Las Vegas. True story thing that happened. But you're talking about ridiculous information that he ends up firing my way. And sometimes he likes to troll me and say, ha, ah, Lance Stevenson, he's on the Timberwolves now. Fuck you, producer Jacob. Don't ever send me Lance Stevenson takes ever again. I don't need that juju on my basketball team. He's done. He's gone. It is what it is. But I do appreciate when he fires up things like, my God, have you seen the total for Indian Milwaukee yet? And it's like 9 a.m. Like, what are we... Just trying to get through the workday, just like the rest of us. But Indy Milwaukee, friends, what are we even doing here? 258 and a half. 258 and a half. I'm not going to bet 258 and a half. It's not going to happen. But I'm thinking about it, which is why I'm going to call it the lean on the over, because nothing projects out well in this one. You have all the injury news on the Indy side. You don't have any maintenance days coming up for anybody on Milwaukee. We know Crowder and Connaughton are going to continue to be out. And for Indy, we know Nemhard and Smith are going to continue to be out. Everybody's healthy. Everybody's happy. They just played in Vegas. They're going to go have some fun. I would lean the Milwaukee side of this one as well in a quote-unquote, do you have revenge in your heart spot? But like, what are we doing here? Don't bet this game. If this gets to 260, I'm, I might kick myself. But like, I don't think it's going to get there. It's just don't bet this game, please. Super quick, friends. Bet MGM. This is really good stuff. You sign up the sports book down below. You have DraftKings. You have FanDuel. You just get yourself into Bet MGM, Caesars, Bet 365, uh, Tipico if you have it, Bet Rivers if you have it. Get exposure to all these sports books and why? Well, it's called Odd Shopper for a reason. Because the market based approach relies on having multiple sports books to bet with and having the opportunity to capitalize on the best line every single day. You know why? Because that's what professional sports bettors do. Crab cakes and football. That's what Maryland does. But anyway, uh, check it out if you're you know, so inclined. We got BetMGM here, friends. Claim up to $1,500 in bonus bets at the link below. Two months of Shopper tools plus Discord access completely free just by checking out BetMGM. What could be better than do you like my sweater? 21 and over. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. Back to the picks we go. Three games left on our boarding walk. Hit that like button, subscribe button, notification bell. As we talk, the Lakers, who are in the middle of an interesting little basketball game right now. It is 122-115. Dallas is up 7, 230 left. Lively just got an offensive putback, 8 and 7. I need one more on each side of those. Thank you, Torian Prince, for knocking down that three. Yes, I'm, I'm watching the game. Don't mind me. It's, it's fine. We're going to get through it. We're going to get through it. But I don't really have a play for this one, but I got to say, there's some trappy lines here because I think the books are assuming Anthony Davis and LeBron James, somebody is probably resting. They go to Vegas. They win this in-season tournament. They're glorifying. They're going to hang a banner in L.A. later. And also, LeBron is older Sons playing basketball for 13 minutes at USC. I was just happy to see Bronny James on the floor. That made my heart happy. Seems like a good kid. Seems like a good kid. He's not going to play in the NBA. I, I, maybe he will if some team that's like the requirement of getting LeBron. And he'll be 42 and just still smashing because that's what LeBron's going to be doing. This is this is this is priced in already for the assumption that somebody is resting from the Lakers. And I, I I kind of agree with it. Otherwise, you would just bet the Lakers minus four right now and move on with your day. But instead, I'm going to lean the San Antonio Spurs side. I don't have a lot to break down from this one purely because that is such a red like a like a it's a bat signal up there in the sky. 
or what is it? No, it's just something in highlighter where it's like, you can't possibly do anything until you get information about Davis. About Well, we could talk about Wembenyama rebounds. That's something really nice if he keeps starting at the five. So you want to take a prop for the road? Ten and a half rebounds? That might be another smashy smash if they continue to keep Collins on the bench. Uh, um, Spencer Dinwiddie, eight plus assists. That's what I'm... I'm, I'm going to bet it. It's been, it's been, it's going to be good against the Suns. I don't know. It's going to be on the card in some capacity. I'll break that in depth. Lindy's locks update coming back tomorrow over on X. It's time. Finally, we reached it. The one game that, well, it stands out above the rest for me because I have no idea how the books landed on this number and this will move. So you want to bet this when you hear this. I I am very, very confused. Now, it's not that I think the Knicks, Knicks are the best team in the entire universe, because they're not. They're, they're far from it. In fact, in terms of adjusted net rating, well, they're not bad. Seventh. It's pretty good. They're seventh. Utah, 27. We're talking a chasm between these two basketball teams. And now let me go down the line talking about some of the Utah injuries that we have existing on their side. Jordan Clarkson, going to be out here for an extended period of time. John Collins, questionable. Walker Kessler, questionable. Lori Markinen, upgraded to questionable, so I assume he'll be back. But, like, those are still a lot of questionable tags to be revolving around a team that struggled with all of those guys in from time to time. So here's what I did. I went to the old addmorefunds.com. It's a website I love to use, and I like to just basically use it as a template for grading teams against other teams with certain players on the floor. I took their regular starting five, and I tried to handicap this basketball game for having all of their weapons in play. Now, Keontae George has played himself into kind of a weapon. I don't think people understand how he's gotten much more efficient on the offensive end, not just five for nine last time out from three, 10 for 17 from the field, the 30 spot, his first 30 spot in the NBA this season kind of came out of nowhere because and he had scored in the twenties once he had 21 points. Now all of a sudden, now he's got a game in the thirties too. So cool. Good stuff on you, Keontae. But with Laurie Markin and Jordan Clarkson, John Collins, Walker Kessler, who I assume to be their number one long-term and Keontae George, who I think has played himself into the point guard, Jordan Clarkson at the two. With their five best players assumed to be out on the floor, I'm pretty positive this is an efficient line at five and a half. So you remove Jordan Clarkson and you have three questionable pieces. I do think the most important of them in Laurie Markkinen is going to be on the floor. But if you take Kessler off the floor and plus he's not been playing big minutes here in his return. I know he came off the bench, played 31 that last time, but like this is a foot issue with him. Do they ramp him up beyond 25, 27 minutes? I don't think so here in this spot. Why would you risk it in a year that's just not going to go your way, Utah? I think this is an absolute Hulk smash that should be closer to eight, eight and a half when it's all said and done. Consider If you get one of those other guys ruled out, and Jordan Clarkson already out, who's been, you know, it's not good, but he's definitely above average here. So... What are we doing here? I don't understand this line. I tried to make sense of it. Julius Randle been playing some really good basketball defensively. This is a team that it can improve 113.9 adjusted defensive rating. And I would also really, 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 really like to see Emmanuel quickly out there. But Mitchell Robinson, 
He's a guy that's had to get benched from time to time. I know he's the one who had to undergo surgery and he's going to be out for eight to 10 weeks. Yeah, it's a big body body that's gone there. But Isaiah Hardenstein, he can be serviceable. He played some high 20s minutes over the course of last season and could make it work. And then Julius Randle, you can go to the five in some spots here if they're going to have Laurie Markkinen out there on the floor, independent of Walker Kessler. Omer Yurt seven, probably going to be a thing of the past here in some capacity. And plus, Jalen Brunson, just so much better than anything else out on the floor. So like Knicks, minus five and a half. I'm willing to lay it now. I would be shocked, shocked, I tell you, if this did not move north of this number. And I love Laurie Markkinen. I just apologize. I just got to bet against you tomorrow. Just got to do it. And that does it for another edition of Lindy's Leans, Likes, and Locks. You know what to do. Go to that comment section below. Let me know your favorite plays that exist on the board here for this lovely Wednesday, December 13th slate that we have before us. We're less than two weeks away from Christmas Day. Get yourself a gift here as the sports better that you are. And get yourself Odd Shopper. Yeah, $14.95 for the week here. $50 for the month. Really great stuff. And then promo code Lindy gets you 20% off any of those packages. Awesome, good, great, grand I will be back on Thursday per usual, talking a little, uh, talking a little round ball. But yes, I want to talk a little pigskin here soon too. Oh yeah, I'll do that Thursday morning on the Stochastic YouTube channel. So check that out, give that a sub as well while you're at it. Thank you to producer Jacob. I almost stammered over his name. No big deal. Your love, you know it. Until next time, friends. I'm Eric Lindquist. Best of luck in the NBA streets on Wednesday.